You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Thursdays at 3 p.m. Heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to consider listening to the show live during our broadcast time. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Smart Stop Self Storage, Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better, more informed business decisions. Critical Mass Coast to Coast is a production of Renaissance Executive Forums and Critical Mass for Business. Renaissance Executive Forums brings together top executives from non-competing companies into an advisory board process through which thousands of leaders have gained fresh ideas and new insights. If you'd like to learn more about executive forums and the peer groups that they lead, then I would encourage you checking out their website, executiveforums.com. All right, we have a featured guest today, Jeffrey Bacall, who is president of Team Builders Plus. He comes to us from the greater Philadelphia area, and I'd like to thank our partner in that market, Ken Wax who is the Renaissance Executive Forum's business leader in the community, for suggesting that we interview him today on this episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast. So let's turn our attention to our guest. Jeff, welcome and thanks for being on the radio program today. Well, thank you for inviting me. Why don't we start by asking you to tell us a little bit about your firm and also a little bit about your background. My firm, as you mentioned, is Team Builders Plus. Uh, we are a team building uh, company. We focus our efforts really on the whole gamut of team building programs. And what I mean by that is everything from groups wanting to go out and having a fun team bonding experience. For example, our we have a program called GeoQuest, which is groups going out and doing team building treasure hunts using handheld GPS units. Uh, we have these programs set up in every major city around the country and zoos around the country. And again, it's for groups just wanting to go out, blow off some steam, and have a fun bonding experience, right through to groups having issues. Um, their team is yeah, maybe dysfunctional, maybe you know communication issues, uh, personality uh, conflicts, and we would go in and assess what is going on with the team um, and figure out a plan of action to help them put putting together a series of training programs uh, to help them get through some of their issues. We also provide uh, some training in the area of leadership development and 360-degree feedback and coaching. In terms of where we came from, and a little bit about my background, as you asked, um, I started the company with a with one other person called, his name is Merrick Rosenberg. Uh, we actually met in grad school at uh, Drexel University. And at the time, he was in school for organizational development, and I was in grad school for marketing. And he knew that he wanted to start his own team building company. He wanted to do training. He wanted to design training programs. Um, 
However, he really didn't care to do the sales, to do the marketing, um, to real to run the business. At the same time, I was in grad school for marketing, and I wanted to start a company. I wanted to grow. I wanted to do sales. I wanted to do marketing, and I didn't know what. And we happened to have met. We put our heads together, put some ideas together, and we decided, well, the next year in grad school, we're going to focus our efforts on starting a team building company. So, for example, I would be in a marketing class, and I would say we would have group projects in everything at Drexel. So I would be in a marketing class, and I would have to put together a marketing plan, and I would say something to my group like, well, why don't we do something different? How about a marketing plan for a team building company? And the group would look at me and say, what is that? That sounds pretty interesting. Okay. So basically, we got our company off the ground by utilizing the resources at Drexel University and our peers. And one thing led to another. We realized that, hey, there's something here, and we put it together. And this was about 20 years ago. So my background, really over the past 20 years, has been running Team Builders Plus. Um, and it's been a you know a tremendous 20 years. It sounds like you're a national firm. You're headquartered and located in the Northeast, but um, you span the country? So we are located in the Northeast. We actually recently opened up a, a small offices in San Diego and Los Angeles. Um, our clients do bring us all over the country. Um, you know, my trainers... They probably see the inside of airplanes more than they see the inside of their cars um, because they're, you know, they're traveling to client organizations. But, yes, we are a national organization. What have you found, and I guess maybe what have you and your partner found um, over those 20 years? And I guess I'm particularly curious about the past few years when we've gone through the Great Recession have companies seen team building being more important, less important? Have they shied away from investing the money? What has been your experience relative to companies' attitudes towards the type of products and services you provide? Well, in 2009, 2010, yes, companies were shying away from uh, spending the money for team building. However, they realized that team building was more important than ever. Companies were downsizing. Companies where you know, there was a lot of trust issues going on in organizations, and they really needed to, uh, to do something to motivate their team um, to break down some of those trust barriers. Uh, so what we were – and actually, we were fortunate enough at the prior to the economy tanking, we had purchased another team-building firm, which was primarily a tremendous lead generator for our company. So – our sales efforts were very difficult because we're building sales based on relationships. Some of those relationships were <laughs> being let go within their within their organizations. However, we purchased this other team building company at the perfect time because leads were coming into us. At the same time, I was speaking with owners of other team building companies. A lot of our competition are actually our friends, and um, they were having a very, very difficult time because companies were spending less money on, on team building. Over the past year and a half, that has really come back and come engaging in all types of team building programs. 
So hold that thought. I'm, I'm curious, and I, I don't try to miss an opportunity here on one of the three shows that we do each week on octalkradio.net to get a sense from our guests what's happening in the economy because, in my belief, small and mid-market business owners and executives know what is going on in the economy better than anybody else. So hold that thought. We're going to come back to you. My engineer is letting me know we need to take our first commercial break here on the program. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back. We're going to get a little sense from Jeff about the economy. We're also going to talk to him about some challenges and opportunities facing his firm. All that here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. But first, these words from our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com Got stuff to the right, more stuff to the left. Got enough stuff, but I can't take a step. So I smart stopped and took a minute to think. I need a little better spot, not under the sink. With smart stop, I leave the stress at the door. Cause it's the smarter way to store. Smart stop bucks the system. Your first month's rent is just a buck. Your next three months are half off. Call 888-97-STORAGE and mention this station. Goodbye clutter, hello floors. Smart stop, the smarter way to store. Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This show is one in a series of radio programs that we broadcast each week on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. West Coast time. We are Critical Mass Radio Show, which features local, being Orange County, business owners and executives sharing their insights and experiences to help you learn from their experience. On Wednesday at 4 p.m., we host our Critical Mass Nonprofit Show, which features Southern California nonprofit leaders running various nonprofit organizations, talking about their mission, their vision, and who they serve in the hopes that we can expand their reach and awareness in the greater Los Angeles and Southern California business community. Obviously, here on Thursdays at 3 p.m. is our nationally syndicated show, which we call Critical Mass Coast to Coast. This show is produced in partnership with Renaissance Executive Forums and a variety of Renaissance executives throughout the United States with the goal, again, of featuring business owners and leaders of small and mid-market companies who can share with you their experience so that you can learn from them directly. Each show airs live here on Internet Radio Station, octalkradio.net, can be rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcasting services. All episodes can be found off of our website, criticalmass4business.com. All right, well, let's turn our attention back to our guest. We said before the break, Jeff, we were going to ask you, 
to share a little bit about your experience with the economy. You teased us a little bit there before the break, but what do you see? Well, we have absolutely seen a turn in the economy in terms of our world for training and development programs. Uh, companies have absolutely been uh, spending money again over the past year and a half, even two years, um, on services like ours, which I believe is a great sign. Uh, companies, you know, when the economy dropped, companies were not going out and you know spending the money to do a fun team bonding experience. Well, now they're going out and doing stuff like that. They're doing this, this team building treasure hunt, and we have a program called Wheels for the World, which companies are building bicycles for underprivileged children, and that's something that has come back. In terms of the programs and the coaching that we do, that was still there when the economy dropped down because that was needed. You know, the employees needed to be more resourceful. They needed to work more effectively together as a cohesive unit. Um, but in terms of what we see with the, with the economy in our world, it's, uh, it's definitely much stronger than it was a few years ago. Well, that's, that's encouraging, and that is consistent. I want you to know with uh, guests throughout 2013 here on our various programs, I think it's a similar sentiment that many of us are seeing, and I'm hopeful that it continues as the year progresses, if not accelerates. Uh, you know, we refer to our employees many times as business owners as a valuable asset. Some people say they're our most expensive assets. Other people jokingly say they're our most, I mean, they're our most valuable assets. Others joke and say they're most our most expensive asset. But, you know, like any asset in a company, your assets are either appreciating or they're depreciating. And I find when you're not investing in training and development of your people, you really have, at best case, a stagnant asset in your human assets, and many times a depreciating asset relative to the marketplace. So I'm glad to see the companies are reinvesting. I've also seen, I, Jeff, I a lot. I agree. I'm sorry? Um, it, it, in terms of, you, know, you take a look at a company's you know, returns, what's, what's the largest item on there? It's their staff, it's their employees, it's their management team, uh, you know, it's their salaries. Well, if you're not doing anything to develop them, to assess what's going on and develop them, well, I agree, you're doing more harm than good to that most valuable asset to the company. Continually developing your staff is something that is crucial to the, su the success of the organization. And I think there's a lot of employees that are waiting for the economy to continue to improve and, and to the point where the employment picture is brighter so that they can consider seriously leaving their current employer because they've just been through a really hard time, and many times they blame their current employer for that. So programs like you offer, I think, differentiate forward-thinking employers who are trying to retain their talent because it would be very unfortunate for these companies to see growth only to have it challenged because they've had a higher-than-normal attrition because people are leaving to find other employment. Do you agree? Absolutely. The, the employees that are treated well, um, that feel as though their their managers value them, that are engaged in the organization, are the ones that are going to stay. It's the organizations that are stagnant and they're, that are not doing anything to engage their employees. I agree. If there's another opportunity, they're going to take it. I understand that um, I think it's your partners, uh, and possibly you participated in this, developed a, wrote a book, co-authored a book called Taking Flight with Disc. 
I understand from yep. Ken that it's a great read. He's he speaks very highly of the book, having read it, using it with his CEOs and business owners that he works with. I wonder if you might share a little bit about the understanding or the concepts inside of that book. A- absolutely. We have been doing a program based on the DISC behavioral model for years. It's a tremendous model. It basically gives people the understanding of style. Their natural tendencies, their natural behaviors, or communication style, and the training program that we have based on this gives people an understanding as to not just who they are and why they do what they do, but how do how do you adapt your behaviors to create a more positive relationship with those that you work with, those on your team, those that you manage, those that you sell to, um, and what we've decided, or really my partner, Merrick Rosenberg, and one of my senior uh, trainers, Dan Silver, a couple years ago, came to the realization that there is no great book on the disc. Although the disc is a great concept. There's a lot of books out there on the disc. A lot of them are theory-based. But when I say great book, something that is engaging, something that a, a, a read that just captures you and the type of read that you just don't want to put the book down until it's complete. So what they did is they wrote a book called Taking Flight with Disc, which is a business fable based on the disc. So it actually uses birds as the characters that play the different styles. For example, the dominant style is that eagle. Um, it, it The eagle is that a very direct, a very decisive, driven bird. The interactive style is that parrot, that fun-loving bird that doesn't stop talking, that is very inspirational. Um, the dove is that supportive bird, and the owl is a conscientious bird, the bird that is very, very detail-oriented. But basically what this book does, it takes people through the story of these birds trying to work through different issues in the forest. And with the help of their chameleon friends, they actually were taught the styles, the disc styles. And it's basically a story of these birds starting to understand that we're all different, and that's good. And how do I, as as a eagle or as a, a parrot, understand myself, but also understand others and communicate with others the way that they need to be communicated to, as opposed to communicating to them the way that they need to be communicated. As opposed to communicating to them the way that that I like to communicate. It teaches the communication style in terms of how do you motivate people? Because people are motivated differently. So it's a a fun, engaging, very, it's a, a quick read and it has tremendous learning from it. We actually got this book in the hands of, of authors like Ken Blanchard, Marshall Goldsmith, and they gave unbelievable endorsements for the book. And, you know, people are picking the book up and, and going crazy over it. Um, How do they buy it if they want to buy a copy? Up, uh, you can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble and buy a copy. It was actually... The featured book in the month of January, Barnes and Noble, oh. um, which for a first-time author, being it was self-published for about a year, and over thirteen thousand copies were sold during that year, 
and then it was picked up by Pearson. They helped us get get the book, you know, being one of the feature books at Barnes and Noble, and you know, tremendous things are happening with that. That's fantastic. I'm glad. I'm glad that we had a chance to discuss it and ask you about it. You know, I uh, most of the people that listen to the radio programs are mid market, small mid market entrepreneurs, business owners, and I find that many times inside their companies, they're not willing or aware that they need to change their communication style as the leader of the company to have a more effective company. They sort of expect many times the company employees to conform to their style and allow them the freedom to sort of communicate any way they see fit because, you know what, it's my company. I'm not saying everyone, but many times that's the belief. And what I find is it's really the the owner or the CEO's responsibility to make every employee feel connected to the company and that means they, like you said, the chameleon, have to be genuine and transparent, but willing to adapt their style to be more effective with the individuals in their company. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a big believer in DISC, and so I recommend people get that book because of the explanation you gave for it, Jeff, and what Ken Wax, our Renaissance Executive Forum's owner in Philadelphia, said about the book. We're going to take our second break, commercial break, right now, Jeff. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about you know, we talked about the improving economy, but I'm wondering if you might share with our audience as peers uh, a current challenge facing the firm and what you and your partners are doing about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, hold on. That's what we're going to talk about as soon as we get back from this commercial break. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank Relationship Officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. 
Welcome back to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I know Mary Miller of Commerce National Bank. And so if you're listening to this and you happen to be in Southern California, I would encourage you to give them a call and talk with her specifically. She is a great banker. I just want to let you know, in the last 30 days, we've had close to 23,000 visitors to our podcasting site through the various podcasting services that we use, and we've had over 8,100 downloads of the various episodes of Critical Mass radio shows that air here on octalkradio.net. So I want to thank the community. That is another record month for us in 30-day period for downloads and visitors. And the show continues to gain in popularity here in our fourth year. All right, let's return ourselves to the guest. Jeff, I said we were going to ask you to talk a little bit about a current challenge that's facing the firm. Absolutely. Well, it's actually a very exciting challenge, and it's growth pains. Basically, we have, as I said before, we've been seeing the economy turn around. Well, what does that mean? It means that a lot of corporations are coming to us for team building, for coaching, and really more than what we've ever seen before. And not only is it just in the Philadelphia region, it's around the country. So our challenge is being able to train quality staff, quality trainers in different regions of the country fairly quickly um, getting them up to speed on all of our programs, or at least our most popular programs, uh, so they're able to conduct those programs in their regions of the country. Because what happens is if I take one of my trainers in the Philadelphia area to do a program in Houston, well, that's at least two days of their time. It could be a half-a-day program, it's, but it's two days of their time. If they're doing, If I had a facilitator in Houston... A half-day program is a half-day of their time. Um, so the challenge is getting people up to speed fairly rapidly in the, the major areas of the country so we're not taking the time of our current trainers um, flying all over the country and really focusing on the area that they're in. And we're working hard at that. We've actually put together a plan, and as we... We do programs around the country with our current staff, uh, starting to interview trainers and then flying those trainers to programs so they're actually able to see our programs and get them up to speed on some of the programs that we do. Quality of the delivery of the service in that model, how do you ensure that the client experience is to the level that you expect it to be working through third parties like that? Great question. That's something that has been one of the most important things to us, the quality of program, the quality of service. Um, as a company grows, well, you need to put processes in place that, that manage that. The way that we get facilitators up to speed with our programs is they will actually have to attend each of our programs multiple times. We would never throw somebody into a classroom at a you know, with the group at a training program, at a team-building event, without having gone through the program themselves many t- times, actually as, as an observer, and then co-facilitating it with an existing facilitator. And then when we feel that they are 100% up to speed on that particular program, that's when we will allow them to facilitate on their own. That's a great answer, and I think that is one of those teachable moments, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are 
because there's a real power in scaling the business the way that you're doing it. It's a real opportunity to bring entrepreneurial spirit and energy and local brand awareness and make partnerships happen. So I'm excited to see how you're doing that. And I think that's a very smart way to attack the challenge that's facing your business so that it doesn't uh, prevent you from growing at the rate that the market wants you to grow at. That's you know, sometimes that sounds like a good problem to have, but you can actually lose a lot of brand uh, awareness by not being able to fulfill the demand or fulfill it properly. If someone would like to learn more about your firm and you, how do they find you online? Um, people can find us online at www.teambuildersplus.com. And are you on LinkedIn and the other social media if they wanted to find uh, you that way, on, you personally? All the social media, yes. Okay. And so what would they type in to find you? That is a great question. How about on LinkedIn? Just your name? <laughs> I think that they would type in um, Team Builders Plus. We actually have a very active group on LinkedIn called Lessons from Leaders. That's a great place to get some learning as well. If you had a chance to speak to a room full of business owners and CEOs of small and mid-market companies, kind of as your final thought here today, in the area of team building in your 20 years experience, what advice would you give them if they're considering it or to, to understand the value of team building and the kind of work that you've seen your clients get from your company? I would not try to explain the benefit of it. I would put them through a program if they're sitting in front of me and let them experience the power of it. And it, that would probably come in the form of the Taking Flight with Disc training program. So the best way to understand it is to experience it, huh? They, absolutely. They will actually see the power of understanding style and learning how to adapt behaviors based on the people that they're dealing with. And they'll, they'll understand how they're communicating with people and how that impacts them and their their effectiveness in the workplace. DISC is such a powerful self-discovery tool and can really be, I think, you know, communications inside of a company. If you look at processes, you know, you have an order entry process, you have a delivery of service process, whatever it might be, a closing of the books each month, there's a process. Communications between employees is a poorly understood process and rarely invested in improving but yet it's probably the single most prevalent process that occurs in any business, regardless of the type of industry or segment that they're in. Absolutely. And email and texting actually make it more complex. Yes. And when you have people geographically distant, the challenge in communicating properly with those people officially in ways that they can digest is even greater. And so as companies grow and you don't have everybody in the same room or the same building, those challenges for the leader get greater and greater. And many times they're undervalued from the, from the CEO and business owner's perspective. But I think it is, it is the kind of process communications that if you just get a small gain, a two or 5% gain, since it's so prevalent in your organization, it can have significant improvement on the bottom line of your company. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank Jeff Bacall for taking time out of what is a busy business. And I know you're on the East Coast, so you've got a three-hour jump on us. So it's, we're into your evening there in Philadelphia. I appreciate you sharing a little bit more about Team Builders Plus. And thanks again to Ken Wax for bringing you to our attention. And thanks for being a friend of the program. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a featured guest today brought to us by Ken Wax. And I would encourage you to consider team building, uh, employee engagement. The, the statistics on companies' performance based on those that have an engaged workforce versus those that do not, there is a hard ROI that can be easily gained from investing in developing an engaged workforce. And employee team building is a foundational element of that. You're listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast. I would like to thank our engineer for today's on today's show, Paul Roberts, sitting on the other side of the glass for me at the studio. Also, I'd like to thank our producer, Rachel Franzi. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus, and our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. I am your host, Rick Franzi, saying until the next time we have a chance to talk, here's hoping that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, coast to coast, right here on octalkradio.net.